post-game. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here with you. You know, I made the flub in our pre-game show, calling it the post-game show. I don't know why I was so yeah, eager to, uh, to, to talk about this. A 5-1 loss to the LA Kings. Look, they're not all going to be Picassos. You're not going to rip off some 15-game winning streak. Well, I mean, I suppose you could, but it was always going to be unlikely. Uh, this kind of had all the feels, all the makings of a bit of a trap game to me. You come off two big wins against a division, a divisional opponents. It's the final game of your homestand against a team that, you know, maybe isn't up as high as, as you think of a Boston or, or a Tampa. Well, what did you make of the 5-1 loss tonight? Yeah, and first of all, things in perspective. It is a five-game winning streak that Toronto Maple Leafs have had. Thursday and Saturday, the building was rocking. Yeah. Like, it was rocking. Uh, wins over the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Boston Bruins. So, you know, 41 home games, these games are going to happen, but still it's disappointing. Uh, it's funny, there, there really was no buzz again. It was just a, a very... Um, indifferent game from a fan's point of view and, and it, it's almost like that first shift of the game mm -hmm. where they were all over Austin Matthews line Austin Matthews line had a horrible first shift Caved in. yeah almost the uh, Kings almost scored in the first 10 seconds or 20 seconds and you know maybe in some ways that was indicative of the way the game was going to go I mean the, the Leafs had moments where the play was pretty good uh, pretty good pace but at least weren't getting a ton of scoring chances and boy the LA Kings because you know the Toronto Maple Leafs speed is a big part of their mm -hmm, game man. But, wow, everybody on the Kings, just those goals where they basically shot around the Maple Leaf D, tucked a couple in, then had some other scoring chances that way as well. I mean, later in the game, the Leafs uh, out outshot the Kings quite a bit in the final two periods. But the Kings were the opportunists, and... You know, some of the Maple Leafs tried, tried to make something happen, but they really couldn't get chances. No, I, I said to you, and there was the power play with about, I don't know, 10 minutes left in the period. I said, it kind of feels to you like they score here or it's game over. And, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but, oh, there goes my shoulder doing it. That's, that's kind of exactly what happened. They weren't able to get anything going. You know, you mentioned the crowd tonight. It felt like they wanted to get into it. The thing that got this crowd most into it tonight was Kerfoot got wallpapered from behind. There's no call there. That comes after a couple other questionable calls. And then you get the, you know, ref suck chant, all, all that stuff. No, it's refs, you suck. You gotta, sorry, it's tough to sorry, choreograph no, as well. Sorry. I mean, they, they did it in unison. It's hard <laughs> It's hard to choreograph. So this crowd got going with uh, with that particular. That's You're right. That's the that's the most uh, excitement. They You know, they were dying to do a, you know, go. Like, they would cheer Soupy. Yeah. And they were oh. trying to get a goal Leafs, a legitimate goal Leafs go and all that. And it just really wasn't the game that uh, uh, that, that had that. No, it, it wasn't. And, you know, it, it felt to me, we talked about him a little bit in the in the second intermission there. Austin Matthews is just, not to say he's fighting it. I mean, he's still one of the most talented players in the world. He had three, four, five grade-A real dangerous scoring chances tonight. But, again, I keep going back to, you know, him fighting it looks like this. This is just him not, it's just not quite clicking for him right now. Now, I know he just had the two goals in the last game out. It's going to come. And, again, this isn't a indictment on his play, but it just feels to me like when, when you're as dependent on your core four, we keep going back to it as they are, if they're all, if, if any of them is just a little bit off, it definitely hampers your, your chances of winning tonight. And I mean, I, w I won't just put that on him. I thought, I mean, John Tavares, he gets the goal, but he has a bad giveaway at the end there. It just felt like uh, outside of Marner, honestly, all of the big four were just a step off tonight. Well, a night when Alexander Ovechkin ties Brett Hull in all-time scoring. And, you know, the Rocket Richard Trophy winner has been the domain of Ovi's for a while. Of course, Austin Matthews won it last season. So you have that expectation when you're scoring at the clip that Austin Matthews has been scoring. And it's just, yeah, and it's just, it's not just happening now. The effort's there. The chances are there. Uh, the goal. So, yeah, it, it, it seems like he, he wants to just get on that plane and get back up there in the race that he's uh, he's far down. And, 
Uh, I don't see him getting frustrated, but yeah, but you you could see. Well, maybe no, I'm probably a little frustrated, frustrated that they're they're not going in. But I I've, I've like I mentioned that in the Chicago game. I thought that he kind of you know getting mad at the bench was kind of a wake up call that helped turn things around in the second period. But uh, these last games where the big four were scoring all the goals uh that wasn't going to be the case well they did Tavares got the one goal tonight but they've been scoring uh uh scoring at a, at a higher rate most of the last few games yeah I, I think he's doing a pretty good job Matthews I'm talking about here staying w- within his game but I mean even there was he had the one great chance coming off of the left wing and he just missed the top corner and then it was a Kings player who kind of tripped him up behind the net and you can and I, I want to be clear. I think this is a positive thing. You can see the frustration building. You can see him sort of getting not angry at himself, not angry at his teammates, but just he, you know, he feels like he's owed goals every time he steps on the ice. And I like that he's not kind of taking it passively. At times, that's been a criticism levied against him. So the fact that he's engaged, a little angry, I, 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 I like that tonight. You know, I'll, I'll give the Kings credit. You mentioned it as well. The the speed definitely paid dividends for them tonight. Moore was flying. Athanasiu. I mentioned Kempe a ton of times when we were watching the game tonight. It's just, you know, it, it, other teams have, have fast players too, and, and th- I think that's the thing when we talk about the Leafs' depth a little bit, that when you get lower down in the lineup, yeah, Spezza can move for, for, for how advanced his age is, but there's not a, a ton of flying skaters down there. Uh, no, no, but I, I was like, I mean, first of all, Trevor Moore, that's the first goal he got this season. Of course, the former Leaf, and he was one of those guys in the revolving door of fourth lines a few years ago. Athanasio has only played one game all season, and, you know, you, you realize that, that with the Detroit Red Wings, that's why there looked like there was so much hope with him at one particular point. I was just really, imp- first of all, impressed with that ski- skill level, but also um, they, they caught the Maple Leafs defense in a couple of cases, whether flat-footed or what, whatever you want to have. But, I mean, there were about four of those, and the Leafs had none. Like four of those drives where you burn around the D that Austin Matthews can do and Mitch Marner can do on, on, on certain days, but not tonight. It's uh, I talk about that walk to the subway after a game, and the last two games you just would be like when you were a kid or as an adult too, but you're just bouncing different things. You're just pumped about things. And today you would have left early and it's a quiet walk, right? <laughs> you know, you're, the, car, the subway cars won't be as crowded. You're not jammed because you, uh, you, know, you haven't seen that for a while in this homestand that uh, you get that 4-1 goal and the crowd just, you know, uh, leaves and uh, just a different animal tonight. Yeah, it's a little less. Who was better, Tavares or Matthews and more? What are you thinking? Polish sausage or Italian spicy sausage at the street meat cart when you're walking to the subway. That's Gord Stellick. I'm Brent Gunning. Going to hear from some of the principals involved as well. Going to be joined by Luke Fox. Want to hear from you guys. 590 590. Please include your name and location on the text line. Leafs Nation postgame continues on Sportsnet 590. The Fan and the Maple Leafs Radio Network. After a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Post game here, Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick walking you through a 5-1 loss. Ouch, at home to the Kings. You know, there there was always bound to be the letdown. I don't know that I expected it to quite look like this. And, and Gord, how many times, how many times we talked about the start? And, you know, I actually didn't, I wasn't sure that the start was going to snowball the game and have them, you know, kind of battling. After Tavares got that 2-1 goal, it felt like that. And, you know, enough of what I have to say. Let's go to Leafs head coach, Sheldon Keefe. So good at, at even strength. You spot them a lead, it's going to be tough sliding the rest of the way. What do you attribute that to? Is that just kind of a riding high from before, or is that just a really good team coming in? I mean, it's a good team for sure, but I, I mean, I'm, 
I'm talking about us. And I, I, what do I attribute it to? I attribute it to that's that's what we're trying to get out of. Is this this team that doesn't play great one night and has lots of urgency and plays a way that is a recipe to win consistently, and then comes out the very next game and isn't the same group and doesn't have the same level of urgency against a different opponent. You know, until we get that sorted out, we're going to continue to ride this wave. That's not good enough. What do you the uh, Tavares line trouble against Genoa on Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that they do defensively. I'm sure you're referring to the goals, likely. You know, I mean, the goals are – the two goals are based – pretty much carbon copies of themselves if you get beat off the wall and we're exposed at the net that's that's two errors defensively you know um those are two instances that we got to be a whole lot better i didn't think that, that line gave up a whole lot else other than those instances like that um you know but like i said you give that team a lead with the structure that they play with and you know the, the centers that they've got uh you know, they're just going to work defensively and make it harder on you to get to their net. It's it's a tough road, so you know, that's really, really a lot of what happened at five on five tonight. Well, you saw them in the five game winning streak. So probably this group turned around. Like, are you a bit perplexed the way things went tonight for you guys, given that you haven't played some good hockey? Or have you seen well, I'm perplexed about the start. I mean, I, th- I thought we were. I thought we did some good things in the second and the third. I thought we really, you know, we we took over the game in a lot of ways. I felt had a lot of chances. You know, I, we were all around the goaltender. We, you know, we deserved more. And we got, we didn't get anything at five on five today in terms of goals, but I, th- I thought we had more than enough chances to get those. It didn't go our way, but, um, you know, it's what I'm perplexed about is just the start. You know, like why, why we can't come out and assert ourselves and have urgency and have pace and, um, you know, just let people fly through the neutral zone, you know, and get to our net. Like that's, that's not good enough. Opposition doesn't give us that. They don't. We don't get free passes to fly through the neutral zone and go in alone on the goaltender. Like we don't get. We don't get those looks to start games. We've got to earn those looks, and we can't give that stuff up. Not a lot of calls went your way tonight. Is that a test of your team's discipline and trying to overcome that tonight? Yeah, I mean that's that's part of it. It's going to happen. You know, you got to work for your calls. You got to work, and you got to compete for your calls. You know, that's. Uh, we got to dig in, fight to get to the inside. It's a tough it's a team that makes it hard on you that way. They they play structure. They've got numbers. They're going to defend the middle of the ice very well, and they're going to do it even more so when they have a lead. So you know we we played right into their hands tonight. Perhaps an extra emotion for Jack tonight because of the old team. What did you see from his game? Uh, I mean, obviously you know, he's part of spotting in the two nothing lead early on, but it's it's two it's guys in alone coming on him. You know. So that's a tough ask for a goaltender, and he's bailed us out a lot, so we've come to expect him to have the ability to save those, and I'm, and I'm sure you know, he has the expectation of himself to stop him, but you know, he's got five guys playing in front of him. They've got to help him out on a night like this. There is Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe. Gord, you and I both uh, gave each other a little look when he had the comment about Jack Campbell being a part of it, and then, of course, he uh, quickly followed that up with, well, yeah, you know, they were breakaways. What do you want him to do? Uh, definitely not uh, Jack Campbell's fault. Hey, he's part of the team. He matters too, but definitely uh, not his fault. That's Gord Stellick. I'm Brent Gunning. We're going to talk to Luke Fox in just a couple of minutes' time as Leafs Nation postgame continues here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Maple Leafs Radio Network. 
Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game. Here on the Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Post game, Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me, walking you through a 5-1 ouch. Leafs loss at home to the LA Kings, a man you just heard in the Sheldon Keefe scrum. You can hear him right now with us, Luke Fox. Luke, how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. How are you, boys? Oh, I'm okay. Would have liked it if yeah. the score was flipped a little. You know, you know me. I, I would have preferred <laughs> that uh, a little bit more. But look, I mean, this this had all the makings to me uh, of a trap game. You know, maybe, maybe the Kings aren't the Coyotes. No, nobody is. But after two big wins at home against divisional rivals, last game of a homestand, Calgary's hot. They're right around the corner. It just this, this felt to me like a classic trap game. Yeah, I, I guess that there was some element to that. But honestly, I think the Leafs should have seen these guys coming. Like the the Kings are a much better group than, than they were a year or two, uh, two ago the last time they saw them, right? Um, now they have the five-game winning streak. They were coming in pretty hot, and that is despite having Drew Doughty and Sean Walker, two of their best defensemen, sidelined due to injury. Um, this Kings team, you know, protects the middle of the ice very well. They're hard to get through the neutral zone. And one team showed up for the, the puck drop and one didn't. You know, the Kings took it right to them. There was a chance right off the hop. And, you know, I know the Leafs probably had the, the lion's share of the play in the second and third periods, but the game was essentially decided in the first. When you spot a, a strong defensive team, a 2-0 lead like that, off you know end-to-end rush goals um, you're digging yourself into a really big hole because this team knows how to defend and Jonathan Quick was on his game so it was Mike Babcock that always said start on time but Sheldon Keith you know he he talked about that first shift and that and you know it it did see even though the Leafs uh, they they escaped it and kind of competed for a while um, ultimately I guess that was a precursor of what was to come and I'll tell you another thing is I'm sorry. I think the Leafs have never won a game when the fire alarm goes on for half an hour. <laughs> what the hell was that? Like, it, just, it just suited that kind of game that the fire alarm was just going on the building when Daryl Sittler was doing the presentation to one of the uh, military greats that we have. All of a sudden, the mic cut out and you heard somebody on the walkie-talkie, Rampart, Rampart, grease fire in the hot stove lounge, you know? It was that kind of night. Yeah, it was. It, it was a little off. That, that, was, that was unfortunate, right? Uh, I, I did like how the, the crowd kind of stood up and cheered right through it um, to try and drown out the fire alarm and, and give give the, the soldier his moment. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was an awkward night, that, that's to be sure. Yeah, it, it was. And, you know, Gordon and I, we've, we've talked about the crowd a lot, you know, especially with the with the vibe around the team coming into it. You know, I wasn't quite sure what to expect being down here for, for games this year. I think lately the crowd's been awesome, and it felt like they were dying for, for something to get them into this game tonight. There was the ref, you suck chant that, that definitely seemed to wake them up in, in the third period. But it just felt to me this, this had the feel of a crowd that was just dying for a moment to get them into the game. They were, absolutely. Like a, a one big hit, a good a good scoring chance. I mean, the Kings literally gave them nothing, five on five. You know, there was the John Tavares goal, which was nice. The power play looked good, but they didn't even get that many power play chances um, because they weren't getting many whistles. But, you know, after the game, it, you know, Tavares and Keefe were kind of saying, well, you got you to gotta earn those whistles. You got to earn those calls. And, and they weren't pressing to the middle of the ice. The Kings 
were very content to have them, you know, pass the puck around the perimeter, um, but didn't give them many second chances or grade A looks or odd man rushes of, of significant quality. Um, once they had the lead, they just locked it down, and then that kind of sucked the, the crowd out of it. Because I'm, I'm with you, Gunnar. Like, I, I thought the crowd was was actually quite good, especially for a Monday night. They, they seemed in it. They seemed like they wanted something to cheer about. Um, but the Leafs, they didn't bring it. And I, and I think that's what's f- so frustrating um, on the bench is because Sheldon Keefe saw how well they played against Boston. They were so engaged. They were in every puck battle. They were ready from the start all the way through. And, you know, they started 20 minutes late in this one. And uh, you're right about the Kings. I mean, they had a slow start, but really got it going of late. But though, but all those bursts around the D, so two of them were for goals, and there were at least two more. And that's what we expect Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner to do, right? Like, I mean, you know, they're the ones that should be cutting in. And in the case of L.A. tonight, um, I don't know if they're – I mean, Trevor Moore, geez, he was a, had yeah. scored all season long, you know, was one of the many fourth-line Maple Leafs. But, you're, 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 you know, teams – it reminds me, like, team speed is what the Leafs are supposed to have and do have, but they weren't able to exhibit it tonight. The other team was. Yeah, Athanasiu. Um, like, this guy is yeah. so uh, kind of confounding because you see bursts of brilliance out of this guy. And tonight was one of those nights where he was on. He really – out to me tonight. I thought he was fantastic. Philip Deneau, of course, seems to love uh, grinding out wins in this building. He had a couple. Uh, he was strong, you know. Um, and then uh, Trevor Moore, you know, I, I got a chance to talk to him before the game, and he said he, he had some money on the board for this one, you know. He, they actually went and practiced at Coca-Cola Coliseum, which is the same rink that he won uh, a Calder Cup in, in 2018 with Sheldon Keefe, and he saw his little leaf there, you know, how they they make uh, they have the ring of all the Marlies that have graduated to the show, and, and his teammates are pointing that out to him, and he'd never seen that. And he seemed really jacked up for this one. Um, so it was kind of fitting that he was able to get his first of the year here. Oh, what a, what a shock. Money on the board works in this yeah. building. Never happened before. <laughs> no, no. Uh, last one for me but before we'll let you go. You know, we talked about him a little bit tonight, but for you, does Austin Matthews have still another level or, or maybe two that he can find? I don't think he's been bad by any means. I I'm, I'm, want to be so clear. I'm not saying that. But this is a guy who we think when he's absolutely at his best, he could be the best player in the game who's not named Connor McDavid, and I don't know that we've quite seen that level from him yet this season. Yeah, and I think he'd agree with you. Um, you know, and, and that's fine. You know, he, he had two goals on Saturday. Um, he had some chances, but like hit a post or, or just missed the net tonight. Uh, it just, something is just like, you know, an inch off. Um, you know, and, and I think he'd say that. You know, he, I think we're seeing the toll that missing parts of training camp, not getting any preseason action, coming in late, coming off wrist surgery. I mean, as, as dynamic and you know special as this player is, I think it's natural for an athlete that it takes them a little bit longer to get their rhythm, to get what um, the, the right feel, what your hand feels like after surgery. So I'm sure it'll come. Um, but we've seen flashes. But you're right, there's been a couple nights where he seems just a little bit off. But you know what? He was battling for a lot of pucks, and, and that the effort seems to be there, which I think is a good sign. No, that's a great point. I do not think it's from, from lack of effort. I just don't think it's quite yeah. clicked for him yet. Uh, Luke, it was great to get to run into you in the press box. I've heard tale that you've been down here, but it was nice to actually see you tonight. Thanks so much for taking the time. I appreciate it, bud. Good seeing you guys as well. Have a good night, guys.
There he goes, Luke Fox. Follow him on Twitter, at Luke Fox Jukebox. Read his piece on Sportsnet.ca, the Sportsnet app. Eventually, soon. I'm sure it will be up there. Uh, Gord, it's just kind of been that year, you know, and I think I think we all kind of expected a bit of a slower start for not the team, but for Matthews. When, Like Luke mentioned, when you have the wrist surgery, you miss training camp. It's just not quite the, the start to the year he, he would want, but I, I don't think it's a reason to panic, a reason to worry. I, I have no reason to believe that this guy is not going to find it, and I'm sure he's going to be looking at 50 or something right there close to it when the year is done. Yeah, you know, first of all, it is neat seeing everybody. It's kind of surreal, yeah. right? You know, just running it with Chris Bolt. Yeah, whether it's Luke Fox, you know, seeing our buddy Chris Johnston That's here right. and that. And, and just you got more pull. You see, can say it. See yeah. all the fans in the building, seeing Luke Robitaille and Rob Blake here. You know, just uh, – Very tall. Little, one of them. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not Robitaille. Anyway, it's, <laughs> anyway sense the sense of the sense of normalcy that way, which is nice. And Jimmy Fox and Daryl Evans and all that part of the, the Kings broadcast crew. Yeah, Austin Matthews. The guy's a treasure. The guy is a treasure, okay? And, um, yeah, so – Whatever the the stats are, no question. And I, again, I use the Ovi comparison. If because if you're going to win the Rocket Richard Trophy, that's hard to do, and you got to be at a certain pace every year. Because if you have a little bit of a slip, you're you're out of the race. And the year before last, he uh, he was battling with Pasternak and Ovechkin. Yep. Ovechkin, Austin Matthews was when when the pandemic hit, and I'm sure he takes a lot of pride in that. And uh, yeah, let's see. Maybe Wednesday in Philadelphia. You know, I, I, three games and four nights coming up. Uh, so we'll get the Michael Hutchinson or whoever in goal. Like I think it's going to be Hutch. But uh, but can they you know get back on their winning ways? Uh, Philadelphia uh, is improved. Like think about it. Philadelphia has added uh, Ryan Ellis, Ristolainen, and. Um, Who's the third D? Anyway, they had a three D. Uh, as they already had a million D. Yeah, they had a million D, and they made they made trades for a number of D as well. So they moved Goss to to Arizona. I'm going to get my uh, anyway. But I mean, the point being is, it's a it's it's a really revamped D line ch- uh, defense core that Chuck Fletcher has done there, and they've been a, they also like the Kings, are very much an improved team. One from the West, one from the East. Yeah, and I mean, Carter Hart, you know, a young goalie, it's always going to be up and down. He's going to have a big, big say in, in how well their their season goes. You mentioned Ryan Ellis there, and I just have to smile. He was on the Windsor Spitfires teams. I won back-to-back Memorial Cups there when I was in Windsor. So anytime any of those guys are in the in the building or uh, on my TV, I always get a, a little smile of it. Uh, Taylor Hall for the Bruins, maybe. Maybe not so much, but uh, everybody else always like like to see them there. You mentioned a tough, tough week coming up. Flyers on Wednesday. The Flames are here on Friday night, and then the Leafs go on the road in Buffalo. Flames have been red hot. Sabres are no joke right now. You know, we talked about how big the homestand was, the big stretch against Boston and Tampa. It does not get any easier for this Leafs team. Which is great. Which is great. Bring on, bring on the competition. Bring on. I, I don't know. Again, because Montreal got to the Stanley Cup final, this perception that the Scotia North Division was the weakest, which I don't think was an unfair perception overall. But you know, Montreal got by one more round, beating a, an opposing division. But you're seeing a mix of more teams and more competitive teams and, and more better teams, if that's correct English. I don't, I don't think it is, but I'm not the person to tell you that. I'll check with my mother. I'm playing golf okay. with her tomorrow. She will let me know if gooder is better English. Uh, my mom's good on spelling. If you've got any spelling stuff, she's awesome. Uh, sorry, my Before mom's great that too. All right. Well, let's hear from some of the Leafs involved. Let's hear from Mitch Marner. What made the no line tough to deal with tonight? Uh, I think they're moving the puck well. Um, they're working. They're getting the pucks off the wall, off the wall very well in, in our zone. And, um you know, they're coming at us for speed We've, as forwards and Luchas, and we got to do a better job slowing them down. Wearing them out in their zone as well, but, um, you know, kind of just letting our D handle too much of their speed there. we got to slow them down through the neutral zone and make sure that uh, it's a little harder for them to get through there with that speed. 
the point you had in like in the second period, but someone like a Jonathan Quake was kind of shutting the door. Did you find he was a bit of a challenge tonight? Yeah. Um, obviously, he did make some big saves, but um, I think in general, we weren't really around the net enough. We weren't causing havoc or enough around that net. Um, you know, I think that's something that uh, we did do well in certain periods of time in that third and create havoc around it, but you just got to do it more often, especially against a team like that that just wants to hold everything in tight and let us do our thing outside. So um, as a unit, we got to find ways to get uh, more guys coming down on the puck around the net and also guys around that puck uh, around the crease. Starts were an issue earlier in the schedule. You guys obviously got through that. What, tonight, what was, how do you, when those starts happen, is there a common theme in when you guys aren't starting on time for lack of third term? Uh, not that I can think of. I mean, I think it's just, you know, they were getting the puck in. They were on our D right away, right from that puck, uh, right from the drop of the puck. Um, they were on our D, um, had a nice first shift, and then, you know, just kind of kept rolling it over. I think that's when um, you want one of our lines to come out and, and get the puck back in our hands and, and go down in their zone and do something like that, control the puck down in their zone and not rush plays, not throw pucks away. And I think that's kind of what it comes down to. Um, but... Yeah. I'm not really sure. I mean, I just, you know, just got to make sure we do start on time. I thought we've done a good job of it recently. Tonight we did. Um, but, uh, you know, I think for us, it's uh, just calming down the play there, trying to hold the puck, um, let the guys kind of just set up and kind of come at them with speed and then try and, like I said, get our ozone play going from there and, and kind of turn the, turn the page on them. Mitch Barner said it. Start on time uh, again. There was a guy who used to work in this building that uh, they used to like to 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 harp on that. Marner, of course, tipping his cap to Philippe Deneau and their line tonight. I mean, Deneau, you know, he tortured this team during the playoffs. Not necessarily in terms of his not not necessarily in terms of his his play, uh, you know, on the score sheet. But he was just such a defensive force. Deneau was so good in the in this game tonight. You can you can see why. And as you mentioned, yeah, it's a bit of an overpay. You don't get deals in in free agency, but uh, but definitely a good move. It looks looks like to assign Philippe Deneau by the Kings. Yeah, and thanks for digging up Keith Yandel as the third defenseman on Philadelphia they acquired. He got bought, the out, case. got bought out by Florida. He's got that consecutive game streak going. But uh, to your point about Deneau, and yeah, it, like generally free agents are an overpay, and that's why you can't get everybody. Not Michael Bunting aside. Okay, Mike, well, uh, yeah, and, and sorry, with all due respect, the elite free agents. That's not a knock on yes. Bunting. No, that's fair. Uh, the, 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 the bigger name was because then the next level comes uh, – Teams have to fit in at the cap, Feast and ram, yeah, and like, so yeah. that sort of it's like it, it's the game of musical chairs, and all of a sudden, a bunch of players don't have chairs, and they got <laughs> and they got to wait to and and they know it. It's very transparent. Yep. So the cap is the cap. So you're not getting a line from the general manager or whoever's negotiating the contract. So uh, it's um, anyway in in Deneau's case, uh, I know that was one they had a big meeting about because. That's not a guy you pay that kind of money not to make the playoffs. And the Kings have not made the playoffs for a few years. That's a guy that the Leafs saw and others saw last year. Maybe not enough people saw the value he gave to the Montreal Canadiens and what and becomes more important in the playoffs, those kind of players. I'm surprised he isn't a $13 million player, the way Jeff Merrick talked about it in the playoffs. He uh, he was singing his praises, and he, and he was right about it. You know, the Leafs, they didn't go out and spend big. They kind of got their version of that guy, albeit nowhere near the player. David Camp kind of has to has to be that guy uh, for the Leafs. You know, somebody who gets paid a lot more than both guys we just talked about. He captains the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's hear from John Tavares. John, uh, what was missing for you from you guys tonight? Uh, we just weren't able to sustain our game. I don't feel like, um, you know, they uh, do a really good job in the neutral zone. Um, don't give you a whole lot, um, even just to get uh, good, efficient uh, 
uh, dumps where we can recover pucks and whatnot. So um, we just didn't win enough of those battles in some of those tight areas. And then uh, giving up the lead and having to play from behind, we uh, just didn't seem to make enough plays and, and uh, be as consistent um, in putting the pressure on them and generating the momentum as we want it to be. With uh, with Peter out, how important will it be moving forward to protect Jack a bit more? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know we've we've had games uh, where we've been able to carry play and we've defended well. And we haven't uh, um, haven't had to ask Jack to uh, uh, have a massive workload or, or make make uh, you know point blank or grade A up saves all, all the time. Um, you know we want to be obviously talk about being a stingy team and being good defensively, defensively especially. When you have the lead, or uh, just what our game's about, and obviously we still have areas to go in that area. Um, he's played great for us so far this year, and disappointing to uh, let him down tonight. You guys saw a lot of Phil Deneau last season, obviously. Well, what, what was the challenge uh, for his line tonight for you guys? Well, he's a you know a very good player. Obviously, he he uh, um, defends extremely well, and he's got really good hockey sense and makes good plays. Uh, uh, any of the wingers he plays with always seem to, um, you know, seem to have the puck a lot and, and generate offense. So, you know, you got to find a way to uh, um, get your own game to uh, uh, battle against that and, and uh, find your opportunities and, and win that uh, win that side of it. So, I know for myself, wasn't uh, to the level that I need to be tonight. So, um, get back to work and, and uh, do a better job and and uh, not just from the offensive standpoint, but just in all areas and and uh, be more consistent there. Tonight, when not many calls went your team's way, you guys fought through that as best you could tonight. Yeah, I mean, some nights it's you know not always going to go your way, and um, you know you can debate uh, certain things all you want, but we got to stay focused on our game and fighting through whatever is uh, the challenge. And uh, you know, we just didn't get enough uh, opportunities inside. Uh, they defend the middle of the ice extremely well, like I talked about through the neutral zone and and the def defensive zone. We just didn't do a good enough job breaking them down and really. You know, challenge quick and, and uh, um, them def uh, on the defensive end of it, uh, on the interior end of the ice. Um, so we obviously got to do a better job in executing there. Uh, you know, winning those winning those areas, uh, very competitive areas, and we just weren't uh, winning enough of those consistently tonight. I thought JT's for first answer there just kind of perfectly summed up the game. They just couldn't sustain things. Good things happen. We got good little moments with the puck. Austin Matthews had his looks. Mitch Marner had his looks. Obviously, Tavares had his. He, he converted on it. But it just felt like it was a lot of one and done. Yes, as the game built on, there was more cycle, albeit to the outside. But it just felt like the Kings, especially early on, did a great job of making sure everything was one and done, and then it's out, and you're not getting that sustained pressure. I agree. That's a, a great word, sustained, because, the, again, we said the crowd could not get into it because nothing was sustained long enough. There were little... Just uh, the fire alarm. That yeah. was the only thing that sustained. That was the only thing. It carried on forever. Carried on forever. But yeah, that was it. They couldn't. And hey, good on the Los Angeles Kings for making making life unsustainable mm, for the Leafs that. tonight. Yes. Somebody who's been very sustainable in the Leafs crease as long as he's been healthy. I guess that's the whole point of it. Jack Campbell. Let's hear from him tonight following a 5-1 loss. Jack, how do you feel about, about your, your game tonight? Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody in the building knows that wasn't my best, so cost us two points. What were the emotions like playing your old team for the first time? It's tough. I mean, love it there. I love the boys. Love the what they did for me in LA. Um, you know, credit them for uh, getting me to where I am today, and love, love a lot of those guys over there. So, you know, just disappointed I didn't uh, bring more to our team. What did you see in the first period, Jack? Uncharacteristic in the streak of you guys obviously giving up a couple goals. Yeah, 
you know, just a couple routine saves, give them up, and we're down 2 nothing. so it can't happen. You've seen Jonathan do that at the other end a lot in your previous. Just what do you think about his, his play? He's still doing it at 35. He looks great. You know, he's playing with a ton of confidence, and uh, I think their team's really rallying around him. And, you know, he's, he's a legend, and... Um, you know, unbelievable career, unbelievable teammate to me and to everybody that he plays with. And, uh, yeah, it was fun to play him, but I definitely will bring my A game next time against him. What do you appreciate about his game the most, Jack? Uh, his competitiveness. I mean, he's a warrior in there. Um, remember Stamkos got him right in the neck with a one-timer in, in Tampa a couple of years ago and didn't even phase him. Taught me a lot and um, just really look up to him. Uh, just over the phone, um, you know, we've been talking periodically this year. It's a busy season for everybody, so not as much time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, means a lot to me, and uh, definitely I'll be planning on seeing them sometime when uh, things slow down. So what does the group have to do then, Jack, to get back on the horse here? Really leave this one here yeah, it's, you know, learn from it, move it on, and uh, we play Wednesday. Good practice tomorrow. We'll be ready to go. Learning. No, we're, we're done with lessons. We've been saying that. Uh, Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here, wrapping up on Leafs Nation postgame. Leafs 5-1 losers at, at home tonight. You know, I Jack Campbell doesn't know who I am, at least I don't think. I would like someone to ask me a question about him because that guy is so incredibly positive about everything going on around him. I'm sure he would have nothing but uh, but good things to say. And and in all honesty, you know, we, we joke about it, but I think in a market like this where things can get so tense, having that kind of puppy dog personality on the team, it has to help. Uh, no, I, I find it really refreshing. I just find like he's like anybody listening out there saying, wouldn't that kick ass to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be the greatest thing in the world? And he makes you feel like that all the time. And again, because uh, it came late to him, uh, this kind of success, I think he's even got more appreciation of it. It's funny, uh, a lot of uh, in, in different sports, guys and women that don't appreciate, till, appreciate it till later on, don't appreciate what it means to be with, say, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and, and it's a pain, can be all the attention you get, but later on you realize that you get ridiculous support as well, and it's a great place to play. But anyway, so Jack Campbell just makes you feel that all the time, even in a 5-1 loss like tonight. That's right. Uh, good on him. I'm, I'm happy he can make us uh, feel that way. Of course, the big question coming out of this, well, it was the big question kind of throughout this win streak. Justin Hall, he's been in the press box. The, the prevailing wisdom seemed to be you're not going to change the lineup while the team is rolling. They, they have this loss tonight, and it's not a particularly close one. I, I would imagine Hall's back in the lineup on Wednesday. I, I would think so. And the other part, I'm, I'm not going to jinx things, but, you you know, we talk about Drew Doughty being out and Sean Walker being out for the L.A. Kings, and they had some other injuries. Leafs are healthy. Mm -hmm. Leafs are healthy. Sorry, Ilya Mikhaev, I don't mean to, you know, ignore you. And, and of course, uh, obviously, Peter Mrazek, the goaltending situation. But, you know, they like starting with the Pittsburgh Penguins, they played a lot of injury ravaged teams. And, you know, injuries will at some point be a part of the game. And uh, so depth wise, you're going to need the you're going to need the, the Justin Halls of the world. Yes, you are. You're going to need. Look, I, I know they've been talking about them being on the block. You're going to need all seven of those defensemen, potentially even more. The Leafs are back at it on Wednesday night. Gord, you and I will be back down here on Saturday, not Friday night. Cannot wait, cannot wait, cannot wait. Thanks so much for listening tonight. Unfortunately, a 5-1 Leafs loss at home to the Kings. That's Gord Stellick. I'm Brent Gunning. Thanks so much for listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Maple Leafs Radio Network.